Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. For this morning, let me encourage you to open your Bibles up to the book of Genesis for a few moments. And uh, we're going to be going specifically this morning uh, to Genesis chapter 16, where we left off last week. And today I've got a question for you. And the question is, where are you going? Where are you going? (laughs) This morning we're going to continue with the story that we began last week, as recorded in the book of Genesis, uh, where um, uh, Abraham... uh, uh, as you may recall, was 85 years old or so at this time. And, and his wife, Sarah, was 75, and she was barren. You all remember we talked about that last week. And, and Abraham, nonetheless, was promised by God that uh, he would have an heir, an, his own offspring, that would inherit the promises and the land that God gave him. And in light of the promises of God, Abraham and Sarah, mostly Sarah, uh, as the account confirms, But Abraham and Sarah decided that uh, since Sarah could not have children, uh, at at, at that time had not had any children since they had been married at that time for about uh, 25 years, they decided to take matters into their own hands. And instead of waiting on God to do what only God should do, and Sarah asked Abraham to take her Egyptian maid, whose name was Hagar, and have a child by her. And so Abraham, uh, it, uh, apparently he enthusiastically agreed and, uh, because she got really upset with him later. Um, Genesis 16 says that Hagar became pregnant, and when she became pregnant by Abraham, she became very insolent and she became very rude. And the Bible says she even despised Sarah. Her, her mistress. And, um, and it really was bothering Sarah that Abraham, uh, uh, that, 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 uh, that Hagar was, was being very, very insolent. And, you know, uh, perhaps Hagar felt like she had the upper hand now. You know, uh, I've, I've been this woman's maid and I've been serving her and I'm an Egyptian and, and I, you know, I've been, uh, but now, uh, now I'm the one that's pregnant with the heir. And so, you know, now, you know, who are you? I'm not going to do your dishes anymore. I'm not going to do your work anymore. You know, uh, I'm, 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 I'm the one that your husband loves. I'm the one that's going to give your husband an heir. But for whatever reason, the Bible says that, that Sarah became despised in Hagar's eyes. And Sarah went to Abraham and said, look, we've got to do something about this because Hagar is really being disrespectful and insolent and she's being rude to me. And so Abraham said, listen, she is your handmaiden. You do whatever, okay? Uh, I just want peace in my home. You just do whatever. And so uh, Sarah really made it hard on Hagar. I mean, she really, as, as, as you might understand, she, uh, of course she did. She made it so hard on Hagar that Hagar decided, I'm not putting up with this abuse. And she left and ran away and ran out into the desert going south, headed towards Egypt, her homeland. Uh, but she was just running wild, running away. I've been in that desert south of Beersheba 
several times. And I want you to know that there is nothing out there but sand and wilderness and a few camels. It is, uh, it's, it's just like you would imagine. It is really hot and it's really barren uh, and, uh, if it's not cold and barren. And it is uh, just a very difficult place. It's a desert wilderness. And Hagar walked along a trail evidently leading from Beersheba down to Egypt. And, and along that trail, that trail went from, from watering spot to watering spot, from well to well or from spring to spring. And uh, because you have to have water in that desert. And so uh, she ended up at a very certain spring, a spring that had been there for years and, 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 uh, and, and very well known. And uh, it is near Kadesh in the wilderness. Uh, and Hagar was pregnant. She was all alone. No doubt she was either hot or cold, probably at that season hot. And she was in danger and she had no clear direction. You see, leaving something does not equal going to something. That's going to be one of our major topics today is leaving does not equal going. Leaving something does not equal going to something. Leaving in and of itself gives you no direction in life. When all you can think about is just getting away, that doesn't give you direction. You see, if all you have is leaving on your mind, you may need to start thinking bigger. If all you have is just leaving on your mind. Because life is about going somewhere. Life is not about leaving somewhere. Life is about going somewhere. Just like the children of Israel coming out of bondage. They weren't just leaving Egypt. They were going to a promised land. And that's what God told Moses. Go down and collect my people and, 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 and deliver them and take them to a place. You need to know where you're going. They were going to a promised land. And those who could not connect, those who had trouble connecting where they were going, they continued to think about where they had left. And the Bible says that, that all they could think about was going back to Egypt. Why? Because all they did was leave Egypt. They really didn't believe they were going to a promised land. They didn't believe they could. They didn't believe they would. They, they, they felt like Moses had tricked them. They felt like God could not do this. And all they found was hardship and heartache. And they could not see what they were going to. They could only see what they had left. And all they could think about is getting back there. When Sarah dealt harshly with Hagar's disrespectful attitude towards her, Hagar ran away. Genesis 16, if you found it, we'll pick up where we left off last week. Verse 7, now the angel of the Lord found Hagar by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And the angel of the Lord said to Hagar, Sarah's maid, Where have you come from and where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarah. Now, you'll not find any place in here where Hagar has any connection to where she's going. You know, where, I mean, she's been asked a direct question by a messenger from heaven, by an angel. Where are you going? You know, uh, forget that. I have no idea where I'm going. All I know is I'm getting away. All I, knew is, all, all I know is I'm getting out of this. All I know is I'm tired of where I've been. All I know is it's hard where I've been. It's tough where I've been. All I know is, you know, and, and so the angel in verse 9 of the Lord, where many people believe this perhaps was Jesus himself, 
said to Hagar, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. You see, God had a will. God had a will. God had a purpose. God had a desire. Now, the will of God is not always done. Don't imagine that God's will is always done. It's not. The Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but some will. God has a purpose and a plan. For you to imagine the will of God is always done would be to imagine that the things that you have done have always been God's will. No. Hagar was running away from a problem that God wanted her to stay in. God didn't want to change her location. He wanted to change her attitude. God wanted this child protected. God wanted, God had a plan for this child, Ishmael. In verse 10, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. I have a plan for this child, as God has a plan for every child. You cannot just write Ishmael off as though he was uh, you know, not loved by God, not appreciated by God. That's not the truth. There is no child not loved and appreciated that God does not have a plan for, that God does not want safe, that God not, does not want taken care of. And the wilderness is no place for you to have your child. That's what he's saying to her. It's dangerous. I have a plan. I don't want you to do this. Yes, I know. You're the one that started. You became disrespectful. You became haughty. You became insolent. You got an attitude. And of course you're going to be corrected whenever you have an attitude. But you cannot complain about being corrected for something that you did wrong. The book of Hebrews talks about that. The book of James talks about that. The book, you know, 2 Peter tells us. uh, Verse 13. Then Hagar called the name uh, of the Lord who spoke to her. This is what he, she, she called the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, I also hear, seen him who sees me. Have I also here seen him? I have... I have seen the one who sees me. Now, this is going to figure in very important. I have seen the one. She called the name of the Lord, the God who sees me. Pretty good. God knows me. God sees me. God has corrected me. God's spoken to me. God has, has, has helped me. God has given me direction. God has, has, has given me wisdom. He's told me what he wants me to do right here in my dilemma, in my difficult days. I'm in a desert. I'm in a wilderness. I'm alone. I've run away. I'm in trouble. And God has seen me in my trouble. And I have seen the God who has seen me. I realize that I, even though I may not be the favored one, yet God loves me and he sees me and he watches after me I have seen the God who cares about me wow therefore verse 14 the well was called bear lahai roy bear means well anytime you see that in Hebrew it means well lahai roy it's the well of the God who sees me that's what it means the well of the God who sees me it's between Kadesh and Bered. The well of the God who sees me is also a place where I see and I hear him. There is a place where I can go 
that God not only sees me, but I can see the God that sees me. I can see God's will for my life. I can understand God's desire for my life. I can understand that sometimes I need to change, that sometimes the change that needs to take place is not a geographical cure, but sometimes the change that needs to take place is a change on the inside, not changing my job, not changing my spouse, not changing my, 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 my residence, but changing something on the inside here. I can see God in this place. I can see the God who knows me. I can see the God who cares about me. I can see the God who has wisdom beyond what I know about my life. I see the God who sees me. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place where you could go and see the one who sees you and hear his will for your life? Well, good news, there is. 53 years after Hagar named that well, Berlahai Roy, we find Isaac lonely and alone, seeking the will of God for his life. Where do we find him? <laughs> well, we find him at the well, Bear Lahai Roy. We find him at the place, the well of the God who sees me, in the place where I can see the God that sees me. Genesis 24, as we fast forward 53 years from Hagar. Verse 62 now Isaac came from the way of Berlahai Roy, for he dwelt in the south. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening. And he lifted his eyes and looked, and there the camels were coming. Then Rebekah, you remember Rebekah? She was being brought to him by the servant of Abraham. Being brought to him by a servant of his father being brought to him, as it were, by an angel of the Lord. And as Rebekah is coming, he lifted up his eyes, and he saw the camels were coming. Then Rebekah lifted her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. And the servant told Isaac all these things that he had done. Then Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Isaac was comforted, so Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. You see, in Isaiah, not in Isaiah, in, in Genesis 24, verse 63, Isaac went out to the, bear, to, the, to the well of the God who sees. The Bible says he went out there to meditate. He went out there you know, to meditate. Now, there's no doubt that God is getting Isaac ready for something he already has ready for Isaac. God is getting Isaac ready for something he already has ready for Isaac. God is getting you ready for something he already has ready for you. Isaac went out to the place where he knew the well of the God who sees me, that I can see him there. I can hear him there. I can know my, my path. I can understand his will for me. He went out in the evening to meditate there. What is meditation? I mean in real terms. What, what is med uh, meditation is having a conversation with yourself. Meditation is having a conversation with yourself about yourself. 
and about the will of God for your life. Meditating on God's Word is having a conversation with yourself about God's Word. Meditating on God's will is having a conversation with yourself about God's will. We have conversation with ourselves all the time. But sometimes we avoid talking to ourselves about some things. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> sometimes we don't want to talk to ourselves about some things. Sometimes we will find other ways so that we don't have to talk to ourselves about some things. Because you know why? Because you really know yourself. And also, the God that is in you sees you. He knows you. And sometimes we're a little afraid to visit the place where God can see us. And we can see the God who sees us and hear his will for our life. Why? Because sometimes, like Hagar, we don't want to go back. Hagar found the will of God in this place. She was considering what in the world she was going to do. No doubt she was having a conversation with herself, but it wasn't until she saw the God who saw her. It wasn't until she included his message in her conversation to herself. No doubt she talked herself into going back. No doubt she talked herself into doing what was right. No doubt she talked herself into doing what she knew she should do instead of what her flesh wanted to do. We can ill afford to leave God's word out of the equation when we have conversations with ourselves. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Why? Because uh, that way you can observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. When? Whenever you have talked to yourself about what God's word says about you. A conversation with yourself. So this morning, you know, and, 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 and by the way, that was a good place for Isaac. He really liked it. In fact, Isaac liked Bear Lahai Roy so much. Look. A chapter later, Genesis 25, the place of meditation. Uh, and it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt at Berlahai Roy. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That is uh, Psalms 1. Wow. Walking in the counsel of God. Isaac loved it so much he moved to the place where he could meditate where he could have a conversation with himself and with a God that sees him and just be honest with himself before God and talk himself into doing what God wanted done. Wow, I like that. There's a place where you can see the God who sees you. You know, I'm going to give you two things as I close this morning. Number one, I'm going to encourage each one of you to make an appointment to have a conversation with yourself. Okay. All right. I don't know. A, a weekly appointment wouldn't be bad. But I'm just going to ask you for one. First one appointment. I'm going to ask you to get somewhere where you can be alone. Not, not somewhere where somebody's going to hear you. But find some place. Go someplace by yourself. It doesn't have to be to some foreign country. Go someplace by yourself, you know. I don't know where, you know. There used to be some picnic tables out at the, out at the, uh, the airport. Now I, I don't think they are anymore. But uh, find some place where you can talk to yourself. 
including the Word of God, and just have a conversation with yourself. Include the Word of God in your conversation. You'll be amazed how much you already have in you, how much God has already placed in your heart, how much you are ready. You see, because God's been getting you ready for that which He already has ready for you. And a part of that is He's already been putting things in your heart. Get to a place where you can have a conversation with yourself. Have that conversation out loud, by the way. That's why I like to get off to a place so you're not distracted. And then decide where you are going in life. That's what the angel asked. Where are you going? Let me ask you, where are you going? Where are you going in life? Who do you want to be? Make an appointment to have a conversation with yourself and decide where you are going. <laughs> okay? And then just go there. Draw a straight line and just go there. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.